Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Courtside with Joe Morelli. Joe Morelli is the... <laughs> I had to think about that for a minute. Uh, Joe Morelli is the head high school basketball beat liar for Game Time CT in the Hearst Connecticut Media Group. It's another season. We're a little late because of football being ending so late, but we're back in the studio here for... It's hoop season. It's the new year. It's 2020. With me in studio is the aforementioned Joe Morelli. Joseph, how are you? Good morning, Sean. How are you? And uh, I'm not Scott. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, Scott was uh, our guy for the uh, soccer podcast in the fall. And as you mentioned, the basketball season and the winter season, everything started later. Everything oh, was yeah. later. Thanksgiving was a week later. Basketball started a week later. I mean, it was basically started on Thursday the 19th, and in less than a week was Christmas and Christmas Eve. And... So it was kind of an interesting schedule with the Christmas, but now we're back on a regular schedule, and now we can have our, our weekly podcast. Yeah, well, I'm anxious to do this, but we'll be, we'll be your source for you know lots of guests, lots of high school basketball, boys basketball talk. There's lots to get to because, uh, you know, as you mentioned, yeah, it, it was a kind of a clunky start of the season, and, you know, everyone's kind of screaming at us, where's you? Where's this coverage and where's that coverage? And, guys, we need to bring, <laughs> take a break. You know, it's well, there Christmas were some time. basketball games. Out there, there were basketball games, and you were out there running around doing your thing and yeah. having having top ten stuff. I don't know if anyone saw that, but hey. Uh, but now that we're we're back, we are refreshed. We got a little. We got a little. We got, got lots of hoops to talk about. And what what can you say? And what what, what can we start off with? I mean, last year, uh, East Catholic wins it all, uh, and we came out. We only had we've only had two polls. And one of them came out yesterday. And one, and the second one, the one after the first couple of weeks of the season came out, and East Catholic is the number one team in the state again. Yeah, um, East Catholic was only number two, and they lost four starters from last year. But the guy returning is Matt Nolling, and he will be coming to play at Yale University next year. Mm. Um, and the one big game that East Catholic has had was uh, they beat Northwest Catholic, who was just on the outskirts of the top ten this week and in the CCC. And Matt Nolling didn't play. He had a separated shoulder. And now he's back, and they won again last night. So, um, Windsor to me is still this number two team. Yeah, I, I think they're probably the best team, and they were number one. They to, were number, number one, one to start the season. It's it was a hard quantity for the voters because they went and played at the Battle of the Villages tournament. They wanted to challenge themselves. They went to Florida. They flew down there over Christmas break. They lost them all three games and finished last. Again, you're playing major Division one talent, and again they were double digits. But I think that will prepare them for the season and for March. Um, those two teams were East Catholic and Windsor were not supposed to, were supposed to play on the second day of the season, the twentieth. Mm-hmm. The game was moved back right. for a number of different reasons, and they're now fa- facing each other on January twenty eighth, and that mm. will be a big game. That's obviously the big. That was the, one of the big games, the big rivalries going on last and year. They played if you four recall. times last year, four and this times. year they're only playing once in the regular season, which I think is wrong. But that's it's, you know these these conferences are so big, the SEC, oh, the CCC. It's hard. To schedule things, it's like Hill yeah. House is not playing uh, Notre Dame West Haven this year. Yeah, which is a joke. And they're both in the top ten. I mean, listen, it's, it is what it is. We're gonna have to just deal with it. Um, and going into the top ten now, so Sacred Heart is tied. Excuse me, Windsor and Sacred Heart are tied for second. And Windsor actually got five first place votes, and which shows you the shows you people that weren't gonna were gonna reward. I was not one of them. I voted them second. Um, I just think you lose three games. If you lost one, maybe two, I would kept them. But three is tough. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, even I hate if, this. Even it kind of looks like playing. our old hockey poll. I mean, you got right. teams under 500 and 
teams with ties. Yeah, um, but Sacred Heart obviously lost the Division One quarterfinals last year. They lost. Uh, Nate Taper transferred out. Where's uh, he now? I I don't know. To be quite honest with you, last he was at Christ the King, and then he lasted a week there. So I don't know where he is. <laughs> He's still hasn't verbally committed anywhere that I know of. He was at St. John's. I don't know if there's this only talk, but he's out of state now. Okay. So, but they're undefeated. They have, they take a 108 game MVL winning streak into tonight's game against St. Paul. The big one for them at Crosby. I think Sacred Heart comes back to the pack a little bit. The question is, is can anybody beat them and make them come back to the well, pack? Who's their guy? Who, for who Sacred Heart? Yeah. They have a seven footer by the name of Connor Tierney. Um, there's a couple seven-footers in the state, the other being Donovan Klingon from Bristol Central, who's got a number of Division One offers. I'm sure we'll be mentioning him throughout the uh, the year on the podcast. But uh, Tierney, and I believe it's Lorenzo Washington, uh, those are the two guys, and they got some solid guys. They're going to be fine. I says, are they going to be as elite as they have been? Mm. Are they going to challenge for a state championship yeah. in Division One? That's the thing. I mean, most of these got teams in Division One are in the top 10. The Hill House is at fourth. They were fifth last week. They beat Bassick. They beat Prep. They've got a big showdown with Windsor Wednesday night at the Floyd Little Athletic Center in New Haven. It's, a, it's the back end of a back-to-back series with Windsor. They lost there last year. So I'm very interested to see. Again, you lo- As I've said before, and you, we love these non-conference games because it gives you an idea of how good these teams are going to be. And then you get to see Windsor. You get to see the two guards. I mean, Amir Spears, who's Going to go Division One at some point. Yeah, Primo. And then, obviously, Corey McKeithen, who um, is going to ride her. And we're going to have uh, their head coach, Ken Smith, on the podcast in the next segment. So we'll have, be talking about that and about other things and about his tournament. Uh, speaking of the SEC, Nordic West Haven. Well, first, well, wait, wait, wait. Well, what's Hill House got? Hill House has got Tejan Daniels. They've got Evan Alexander Scott. And they've got Sincere Lash. They've got a lot of guys back from last year from a disappointing 13-11 season, which is unhill house like and subpar for a program like that. Um, they've sure. got guards. They've got some size. They're decent, but I'm curious to see how they will do against Windsor. Yeah, you know, that should be a game. You be there or be square. As you said, number five, Notre Dame. I've only been to one game so far. And, and you uh, saw Zach Laput. And I got to see Zach Laput there, their outstanding forward or you know, what he guard. Called? He's a com- yeah, he's a comp. He's a combo. Right, he's a he's a combo guy. He's a swing man, basically. Uh, and he just basically does it all. I mean, he, he's got. I didn't. <laughs> kids dunking, uh, dunking the basketball on back to back plays against North, uh, against rival West Haven. West Haven's not a bad team, by the way. No, they they got, are good. They West got a really. I mean, once they get their, yep. hopefully they get their big center back. Uh, Gonzalez, who hurt his shoulder, it's gonna be it's gonna be a few uh, weeks though, at least a month and a half, uh, the, according to uh, Ty, their their Ty new Sullivan, head, Ty a, Sullivan, a former Hill House player and coach. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So, uh, so anyway, but I got to see Notre Dame West Haven. I think they're a really solid team. They got some nice guards too, and and some some guys who can make plays inside. And and uh, so uh, that's fascinating. It's, it really does think that Hill House and Notre Dame don't play. Um, hey. That that really does. I I don't know. It does, and unfortunately, it's just the way it is. But um, it will anticipate. I tell you what, if you remember, Hill House and Notre Dame didn't play the year Tremont Waters was there, and it built up such anticipation for this final. Yeah. And we were there, and how great it was. So I maybe that's get, maybe that's. I don't know if they'll get to it. that level, but if they could both come in with great records and play in an SEC final or the SEC semifinals, it would be great theater. So you're you're looking at East Catholic and Windsor, the two big dogs up in the CCC. Yep. You have Sacred Heart, maybe Crosby in the NVL. I think the is going to be in the mix, too. Okay. They're, they're undefeated, and they're yep. in the also They won last goals. night. 
Um, and then Hill House, Notre Dame, West Haven. And, and then the number SEC. seven, Wilbur Cross. I, I think oh. Wilbur Cross is very interesting. I've seen them twice. And then in their last two games, two of their last three games, they were down du- double digits or at halftime to both hand in New London and came back to win both on the road. Now, to me, it's not easy to win on the road, especially after a long road trip. So I think Cross is going to be very good. I think I like their guards. I think they've. They have just as much to me. They're on a par with Hill House as far as talent-wise. And remember, Jakari Douglas, who played at Hill House last year, transferred to Wilbur Cross. So that's another thing. So, yeah, so it's and usually it's Hill House who usually has got now guys that leave have left Hill House in the last few years, as we've mentioned. Taking a step backwards for a second, you hit you cross at number seven. You have number six NFA. Why? Well, well, I mentioned the cross because of the SEC. Yes, right. NFA was the alleged team to beat, and they have seemingly proved it. They beat Waterford already once. They play them again on Saturday. Waterford, who's been a great team the last couple of years, we, we've talked about them. Mikey Busetto two years ago and last year the guards and, and, and the f- winning Division Two. They're not as elite. It looks, mean, like, lost yeah. a lot. it looks like the Waterford era is over. Yeah, I think they'll be okay in their league. But, yeah, as far as the dominant team, yeah, well, they've already got three losses. And the NFA's proven that they're the team to beat. Fitch is also undefeated in the uh, ECC. Uh, I, I don't know off the top of my head if they play each other, but NFA's the team. I think Fit, Fitch played like Ledger tonight, uh, January 7th, right? Uh, yeah, that's okay. that's the big showdown. Yeah, uh-huh. and Ledger's coming off a couple of losses, so it's interesting to see so how they – that's what's going on in the, in the ECC. Uh, moving over to number our number eight ranked team uh, in the SWC, we have Immaculate, which kind of kicks off the SWC. Yeah, it's a wide open look. Uh, Benel Stratford play each other in non-league play. I mean – Last night, Stratford won. Um, Sounded like a pretty good game. Yeah, and, and it, again, they don't, they play each other later in the, in the counting game. The league play hasn't started yet. It'll be interesting to see how. I think Immaculate's still among the teams to be. I Barlow won the Stratford Christmas tournament, um, beating Stratford in the final. Stratford who beat Trumbull. So um, I am not sure exactly. To me, it's Immaculate until somebody can beat them consistently. But we'll see. It's wide open. To be quite honest with you, and um, coming in at number nine is their first FCAC. Uh, yeah, Danbury, and 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 they didn't get a lot of love in the preseason poll, and they won yeah. their first four games. And to be quite honest with you, that that conference is wide open because you got Danbury, you have Trumbull, you have Ludlow, you have Ward, and you have the team that we all picked as the favorite was Trinity Catholic. They lost two games out of state. So, and then New Canaan is in the mix. So it's going to be very interesting. Again, there's not a lot of there's no great team. To me, it seems like everybody's as touted Trinity Catholic, but they've got to prove it. So Danbury said, "Why not us?" So why not the Hatters? So, but they have a big week with Staples, who's also undefeated. Yeah, saw so those then guys they go to New Canaan. Saw the Staples coaches uh, just a couple weeks ago. Oh, they were at the, they were at Newtown. The, the, we we the were doing our basketball coaches. Yeah, they? the basketball coaches. They showed up at uh, oh. Cover Two Sandy Hook. No free ads. Did they mention how they were going to be this year? Uh, they they were uh, cautiously optimistic about their chances. They well, thought they're five they were and zero. They've got a, one person voted for him this week. Um, and again, you can prove you can move look you can move up in the eyes of the voters if that matters to anybody, or move up in the eyes of the public. You go and you win at Danbury tonight. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And finally, coming in at number ten, Prince yeah, Tech. You know, I have to be honest. I don't know if they've ever been ranked. In I don't think they've years. ever been ranked. I've I can't been doing remember. this. I mean, obviously, Cassell Stewart's the guy. He's the Division One prospect. He's the guy people are going to see. And they beat Bloomfield, East Hartford, and one other team from Manchester. Uh, yeah, in the CCC, and 
It's Listen, not, they haven't lost no a game in I I can't tell you how long it's been in the uh, Connecticut Technical Conference or the old CSC. I mean, the last team they lost to, I think, was no longer there. Bassick in the final, I think, a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And when Bassett and Harding were still in the league and now they're no longer. So that team is going to go unbeaten in the league. They may not lose a game until February, if at all, because they play at Wilbur Cross one of their games. So that yeah, that could be like a big-time matchup come, I think, February 10th. But, again, we have plenty of time for that. Um, but good for the voters. We re- The voters recognized the team. And then on the outside looking in is Northwest Catholic. And uh, yeah. who else do we have? Northwest Catholic, which, is, which was 4-1. Trinity Catholic. Which, uh, which was 4-1 going into uh, into last night's games, right? I, did they, I believe they did win. Yes, they did. They, right. I forget. They beat Hall, I think it was. And the yeah. Trinity Catholic. Yes. Naugatuck won last night as well. So they're 5-0. Old Lyme. I mean, that's the team in Division Five this year, having lost in the final last year in Innovation, having lost in the Shoreline final to Cromwell, almost everybody back, team to beat in the Shoreline. New Britain, obviously, Division Two finalists last year. Now they're in the back in Division One. They've got off to a solid start. Holy Cross has only lost by like 30 to Notre Dame and West Haven. They've already played seven games. You've got some guys who played two games. So it's going to be interesting to see those who only played two games and didn't play a Christmas tournament to play all these games in – you know, you never know what the weather, January, February. So you're going to get backed up. So Holy Cross is going to benefit, I think, from that, having played so many games early. So What's the best league in the state, Joe? I think until prove, proven otherwise, it's the CCC because right. they're the best two teams. And I think Northwest Catholic and Glastonbury are right there. Until you can beat those guys in the tournament, that's the best league. Yeah, I mean, the SEC's got three teams, but, you know, they're coming off a subpar year. Yeah, speaking of the CCC, we will jump in with uh, Kenny Smith, see what, what the Warriors have got going into their big showdown at the Floyd Little Athletic Center against Hill House on Wednesday. Joining us on the show is, of course, the head high school basketball coach. I almost said football. <laughs> basketball coach of the Windsor Warriors who started the season off number one. They go down to Florida, lose a few games, and now they're just number two. It's Kenny Smith. Ken, how's it going? Welcome to Courtside with Joe Morelli. Not much, just, you know, chilling, getting ready for the day. Ken, obviously your, your team's two and three, but you you chose to challenge yourself with the Battle of the Villages tournament going to Escala, Florida. Talk about what transpired and how you got to that point and why you thought it was important to bring them down there to challenge them. Uh, well, I thought it was a nice trip because I don't know any other program that has traveled so far in the state of Connecticut in my time, you know, because we used to do a lot of New York, New Jersey trips and Boston trips. For uh, So I said, let's do a Florida trip. And a friend of mine from Boston had recommended these guys down there because they played down there. New Mission from Boston played down there. And uh, he said, man, I know your kids can hang out. And so I said, okay, I'll take it. But, you know, in all, all fairness, I didn't know Florida started November the 1st, so we was going through so many different changes, like getting a team pitcher because we don't have a team. You know, they were asking me for a lot of different things, but I couldn't okay it because, you know, it just, they started way before us. And uh, then I get down there and a guy from Kentucky who won the thing, they start October 15th. In order for you to compete in something, you know, your kids have to be involved into something pretty much year-round or when the season starts. And let me 
the school year starts, well. Well, let me interrupt for a second just to let the listeners know that the CIA seat in Connecticut is one of the latest starting, if not the latest, in the country where they started practice on December the 5th. So go ahead. Well, they laughed at me when I told them December the 5th when it was our first. What's McCall to do from Kentucky? They coach. You too good to be in Connecticut. You need to be in Kentucky. <laughs> a lot of things happen, whereas a lot of programs they get, uh, they, they call them friendlies or they call them a Christmas tournament. They don't even count these games. They count them as their losses or wins, but it doesn't count towards their state. And I think that's where we need to get better at, whereas they say, hey, you can go do a Christmas tournament. Because it's good for everybody, you know, because there's a lot of Christmas tournaments going on. How do you think the kids will will benefit from playing in this tournament in March? Oh, my God? Yes. They're ready, you know, because everybody on the, uh, the teams that we played against, they had two seven-footers at least. Everyone. Wow. Guys, and, you know, kids were it, – they're charter schools, so it's similar to like the uh, Catholic schools here, and you know the schools of choice. But they can you can get kids from anywhere to play, and you know, and they may say, "Oh, it's hard now." It ain't hard. You just competing against other schools that can do the same thing. So it, it's it's just so nice because obviously the academic situation there was pretty nice. The schools were beautiful. The layouts was outstanding, you know. And you see a lot of different things, and you meet a lot of different uh, players. But uh, it was just—it was a great tournament. It was a great atmosphere. Uh, you know, we would do it again if I could. I just need to know how to, I know how to be more prepared. I guess because we don't, you know, do a lot of year-round things, and uh, you know, that's just what happens. But. I think we're so far behind, and everybody knows that. And it's not a big issue. It's competitive here. We are, you know, because we are far behind, but everybody here is far behind, too. Right. Ken Smith from Windsor joining us on the podcast. Obviously, arguably, if I think it's the best backcourt in the state right now. Corey McCarrington going to Ryder and Amir Primo Spears. Can we talk about Spears for a minute as to do we know where he's leaning as far as schools, what he's looking at? And uh, how uh, much we have? open right now. Okay. We don't know where you know what he's looking at. He's a special type of kid, but he is very wide open right now. And McKeithen is Corey's last name. If his parents heard this, they would get upset. Yeah, Corey McKeithen. My apologies. So I'm sorry. Yes. Go ahead. But uh, uh, Spears is wide open right now. You know, to where to go. Uh, he had a great year last year, obviously, and we're hoping to, he builds on that this year. He played well down there. He made all-tournament team, um, you know, while he was down there. So, How much were, – were, were you glad, Coach, that he um, – that they didn't make the playoffs in football? First of all, what did you think about him playing football this year? I'm sure, uh, you know, you, you're holding your breath while he was doing it. It's strange that a lot of people don't understand this, but they – at my school, they sometimes say I won't let people play, but these are not these are my kids, but they're not my kids. In other words, I would never stop a kid from you know getting an opportunity to play another sport. I really believe in playing more sports, you know. But I'm just so attached to the kids a lot of times because I see the kids a lot, and you know we talk a lot, we communicate. But I believe kids should play more sports. I've had uh, I believe. 
five guys going to the NFL, and they were good basketball players. Mm. So you know, with him and he, he just he he's a great quarterback, but he played wide receiver. He's a good athlete. Yeah. And as far as him playing, I didn't mind. People would say, "Oh, don't you think he's going to get hurt?" That's a part of life. Right. You know, but I remember the time it was a thing that you needed to play two or three sports to be considered to be a student athlete. You know what I mean? And right. You've gotten away from that. Mm. I really think kids need to go back to it because you don't know what uh, a kid's sport is. Or, you know, you never know. Mm. Uh Justice Ellison transferred in from South Windsor, their best player. How much? How how does he fit into what you guys do so far? Well, he's having a good time playing, <laughs> but so he definitely needs to learn how we play and to fit into our system of how we wish to play. And uh, so you know, it's a struggling time with because I have to learn to understand him too because he's a great kid, right? You know, and uh, he can go, but I haven't seen it yet. And that's what I need to see, you know. I need to get him humming. And, but, uh, so it's a process. And he's he's hanging out with the process. <laughs> you know, trying to fit in and do what he has to do. And, you know, don't take any plays off. And, you know, play hard as he can. And that's what I'm hoping that these guys learn from this experience down there in Florida. Windsor coach Ken Smith joining us now in his, I believe, 31st season, correct, at Windsor? Number 31? I really don't know, you know. Um, I think it I, is. I'm just in fun right now, but I it's approximately like that. Okay. Um, you know. At the time of this taping, we're... First, what? Go ahead. When you don't give it up, and it's like, you know, honestly, society needs me to be coaching kids and teaching kids about basketball and life right now. They need guys like Ken Smith. I wish more young guys would be like Ken Smith or Charlie Bentley or Vito Montelli. This, you know, the old guys or Ronnie Pyers. Just for a little you know, perspective, Ronnie Pyers, E.O. Smith, Vito Montelli, all-time winningest coach in state history, St. Joe's for 50 years, and Charlie Bentley from Harding. Uh, Ken Smith, is, as, at the time of this taping, they got Bulkley on Tuesday night and Wednesday coming down to the New Haven at the Floyd Little Athletic Center in New Haven to face number four Hill House, back end of a home-and-home home series. What are you looking forward to do, playing on that big court, uh, playing against a team in a program that you respect greatly? Oh, well, you know, it's, uh, we talked about the game. I said I want the game in the Hill House because I'm hoping that we bring a lot of people out and they see some good basketball. Right. Every time you know, I look at my team, sometimes I don't know if we're going to look well, but <laughs> we're going to try to. But the deal is that that's what I envisioned when I talked to the coach. Uh, because before he was there, my guy was Tom Fleming. We started, back in the day, we started things, you know, because we wanted our kids to be seen. We wanted college coaches to come out and see the guys play. We wanted to p- compete and participate. So when I was talking to my man here, I said, hey, we, he came down last year, so I said, I'll come back to you this year. You know, because see, we should be making it sure that we are nice programs 
So we want to compete, but we want to bring the fans out so they can watch us, you know, and hopefully he gets the gate. And his man is Renard Sutton, the Hill House coach, again, on the number four academics undefeated. I don't know. Um, Ken, how motivated are the guys off of reaching the state final last year and losing to East Catholic? Are they motivated by that, or is that not something you guys talk about? Well, we don't talk about it, you know, because uh, I think they really felt like they should have won it. Um, and they felt like uh, they didn't play their best game. You know, and I really believe that. But uh, I also believe that uh, that's some, that's in the past. We don't have the same kids. You know, we have different kids. As you say, somebody transferred in. We have some other players. But, you know, we need to get them ready for that moment because that's the goal. You know, the goal is to get back there and win it. But, um, you know, we, we have some uh, soul searching to do right now. How do you see the landscape in the CCC, Ken? I mean, obviously Middletown gave you a great game in the uh, up and up at the, the the Doc Hurley, the former Doc Hurley Classic. Um, what are you expecting out of that league as far as the day to day competition? Well, we we play. You know, we're competitive. We have a competitive co- in our conference. They call it the Winners Conference, whereas we play. You know, the East Catholics. Uh, we play the Manchester's and the uh, Glastonbury's. Right. You know, those supposed to be the winners, the guys who are pretty good. Right. You know, they always, you know, we don't never get a shot to play, uh, you know, certain teams like Colin, Ram, you know, stuff like that. So we have our own conference. We play (laughs) New Britain. You know, we, we don't, you know, that's just it. So I don't even know the landscapes, but I don't understand. I don't think our kids at Windsor understand that, you know, we've been dominant in this conference for a long time right and you know and that's what it is and and then whatever they do to change it up whatever they do to make the schedule i don't you know we don't cry about it we just come out and play and uh just trying to get these guys because they could be living off the past guys reputations you know because we've had pretty good kids in the past and trying to get these kids to understand that and to step up and play, you know, that's the only thing that I think about with these guys, you know, because every game's going to be tough for us. You know, tonight's going to be a tough game. Uh, tomorrow's going to be tough. Uh, Newington's going to be tough on Friday because we get everybody's best game because we're Windsor. But isn't that the best part about it? You you want to play against the best. You want to be challenged by the best, and it may make you the best team come March, which is what you want in the end. Oh well, you know, you know, honestly, though, Joe, I I just want my kids to be the best they can be. You know, we don't make it to that tournament. You know, I, I still think I just want them to understand that I gave them the best opportunity to be the best, not just in Windsor or the state of Connecticut to be the best amongst the country because we put them in that type of position. Right. You know, going down there to Florida, playing these guys around here when we was up in the hoop hall. And, you know, because you don't have to, you, you can say no, but we don't say no, no matter how good we are, how bad we are. So now my thing is to get those guys to adjust to say, you know, 
I'm tired. I want to be good. I want to be great. You know, here it is. With, nobody's playing in Florida. Coming out of Connecticut. What team that you've known has come out of Connecticut and went down there? Nor, actually, Notre Dame West Haven a couple of years ago played in – it wasn't the same tournament, but they played a couple of years ago. They won all three. They won the title. I don't know the caliber competition, to be truthful with you, but they did they play. Probably, probably it was good a couple of years ago. It was the year after you know, Tremont. It was the year after Tremont. KS, it was the something like that. It was the year after Tremont Water. So it was uh, it was two years ago. Two years ago. Right, and they could have went down there and did the what you call it. But you know, I don't want to say what you just said. You said Notre Dame. That's Co- a private school. Correct. And when I went down there, all we played against was we private schools. You were the only public school there. Well, it's that's a fact of life. That's... So this is what I'm saying. This is a public school. Right. Windsor. Right. Gotcha. With boy enrolled at probably about 600. You know what I mean? So this is what we're used to doing. And when I'm trying to get my kids to understand, we can't make excuses because we can't do this or do that. We just got to go out there and play. So that's the hard part. You know, and I like to say to come down there to play Hill House in the Floyd Little Center. You know, they don't even understand how huge that is. Right. The history of Hill House, period, they don't understand. Well, it's actually, I'm actually... But, you know, we always been in the mix. So, but they don't get that. They may think, oh, we this, oh, we that, you know, but it ain't like that. We're developing young men here. Right. And all we want to do. So if we don't make the tournament as far as make it to the thing, I'm pleased with that. I ain't mad with them. I'm mad with Ken Smith. You know, because those five or six six games, I really want to be at my best. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like I let them down. You know, but I want them to give me their best. So if they just give me their best, that's all I can ask for. I actually, somebody mentioned to me yesterday, and I went and looked at the schedule. Wilton, uh, over Christmas break, Wilton High School Public School in the Fairfield County played Dover, Ohio, Washington Township, New Jersey, and Bayside, Florida. They said they were all road games. Now, I don't know if they did went to all these places or if they went to Florida, but I'm going by this schedule. They played them all, and they went one and two. So it wasn't a tournament, it doesn't look like, obviously, but Wilton actually went and did something similar, But uh, which is, uh, which is well, rare. That's great. Yeah, no, it is. I, I'm glad. Yeah. Uh, what I'm saying, that's a big pay. You going to Ohio to Florida to someplace else? That probably was a tournament. Maybe they had a tournament. Somewhere. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I, I don't know exactly, um, but again, it's a rare thing, Ken. I mean, like you said you've never, you got kids who've never flown before. You've never flown to a tournament. It, it's a, it's a, it's something great for the kids to enjoy the uh, the the atmosphere and enjoy being on the road, building as a team and bonding, which is something us as reporters. Our parents may not understand, but you as a coach who's been in it for 31 years does, that bonding experience is something that you can't replicate, uh, a trip like that, being on your own. One of the things is this, where I got that from, and I'm going to be very, very honest. I want you to hear this clearly. I got that from a guy named of Joe Riley. He used to take so, kids up towards New Hampshire area, and they would do a thing that they would talk about bonding. Because I used to pick his brain when I was a, a minor coach. I was a travel coach. 
and I would ask him things about this, this, and that, and he would, you know, give me a little something, something there sometimes. And Joe would take his kids on a bonding thing up to the New Hampshire area, if I'm correct. I could be wrong, but it was up that way, and they would go every year, and they would do a bonding thing. And that's what this was about. Now, we took it to the extreme and said, hey, going to Florida, and we were flying and all that. We had to get a kid his wings and stuff like that, you know what I mean? Because uh, he never flew before, but it, it was a great experience. And this I think for all the kids. Yeah, people. And that's what for. Uh, for people who don't know, Joe Riley was a legendary former coach of South Catholic High School before it closed, I believe, in the early 90s. His nephew, Luke, played for him, who's now the East Catholic coach. John Pannone played for him, went on to Villanova and played in the pros briefly. Um, and obviously a lot of great players, and they were obviously, it was before my time, Coach, but obviously it was a great program at the time, yes? Uh, without a doubt, and Luke is Joe's baby boy. Sorry, son, uh, see? I, yeah, I'm, I'm full of mistakes today, Coach, so it's the first show. I'm, I apologize. Right. Joe Riley Jr. coaches at Wesleyan. Correct, he does, uh, yes. Joe himself, because I was in, living in Glastonbury with him, and not with him, but in Glastonbury, but thing about it, he was a good, he was a legendary coach, and without a doubt, and he did all things fundamentally, he did it the right way, and I used to go to his, like, his camp at his school, and just sit around, because my son was going to it at the time, and just trying to pick his brain about this and about that. You're on the, uh, I think you only need, like, five more to get to 600 wins. I mean, obviously, that's a milestone. Does it matter to you? Not really, because I only count the losses, you know. And I know I'm about 100 and some losses, so that ain't too good. But um, the deal is that when you talk about, you know, the wins and stuff like that, because I, I remember back when I had my 100th win and my 500th win and because they made a big spectacle of it. But the deal was this, that, you know, that means I had good kids because especially when they was younger, you know, those kids listened. They did anything I asked them to do. They were great kids. And they still stay in contact. Like, uh, we were going down there to Florida, and they were calling me because they went to school with some of the coaches down there. You know, and then when I got there and I took pictures with some of the coaches and sent them to them, they say, Coach, I know you got them, you know, and all this type of stuff because, you know, they lived down in Some of my guys lived down that area, so... It was a great time, and that's what life's all about because it's a full circle when you're dealing with this basketball. Because I tell guys in my camp, my little, I have a shake and bake camp, and I tell them, I say, listen, you will see some of these guys here in the world somewhere else. So get to know them, you know, because they don't understand. That's what really happens. It's so many, it's, you're so well connected through this basketball, and that's the beauty of it. You know, and that's why I keep trying to strive for more people to do more things with it. Like you say, like Wilton did. That's outstanding. That's awesome. You know, maybe they can share their experience with somebody else so they can do it next year. You know, because obviously I'm not going to be doing this for too much longer. You know, although some people say, oh, I hope you'll be there when my son gets there. You know, I say you don't really hope that. But the deal is this, that we need to understand, we need to keep this going in Connecticut and make it better. And if I can say anything today, let's reach out to all the coaches. Work on getting your kids 
better, obviously, but let's make it better basketball better in this state. Because the things I talk about, you know, guys starting October 15th, guys starting November 1st. Now, you can do the same thing. It's not about football. It's not about basketball. It's about kids. Because let me say this, right? Florida starts November 1st. Their championship game in football was during the Christmas break around December 26th, around there. So now here's a state that can do and play all this. And you're talking about, well, we can't do this because of football. You know, we don't we want the kids. No, they're doing it. Right. And then once those football kids get out of there around that time, they can jump right over and play basketball. So, you know, but we need to get the skills better for the kids in the state. It's not about winning the state title. Not about doing all this for me. Is about getting that young man to be a better basketball player or that young lady to be in a better basketball player. And if you can't understand that, then you shouldn't be coaching. Speaking of, since you brought it up, how many more years do you think you want to do this and will you know when it's time to step away? Well, you know, I was probably thinking about it real soon, but then people look and say, no, not yet. You know, and they tell me my administrator loves me. So, and that's all that cares, you know, because I do it for the right, right reasons. I'm not trying to hurt kids or do anything to harm kids. And I want my kids to understand, you know, I'm here for you. We're here trying to help you. Their parents understand that. But it's trying to get today's kids to understand that. And we have to reach out harder to get them to understand that. You know, to get them to understand, like, you know, I understand you going through all this media stuff. But you need to be ready when that time comes. And a lot of them don't get that right now. And you know what I'm talking about. Right. And I'm sure if anybody is listening to this stuff, they know what I'm talking about. And that's what we're losing. You know, we don't need a guy coming in if I had a uh, backpack, sunglasses, and a hat on to acting like I'm a high school coach. You know, AU is killing our system right now. It's killing it. You know, and everybody thinks the answer is the uh, prep schools, and that's not the case. You know, it's right here in the high schools. I think the CIAC is a great organization, but it needs to just step up a little bit and catch up to the rest of the world. And they need basketball people talking about that and making those changes, and that's all. And I'm not saying they're not basketball people, but they're not willing to make those changes. You know, because the thing of it is, let's give everybody opportunity to compete. Because, see, now if you have any kid that has any type of uh, uh, scholarship uh, things, you know, now you got to worry about him going to a prep school. Because they telling them, oh, you don't play nobody in high school. Go to a prep school. Oh, the competition... Yo, you got them offers right there at that high school. Now, if you didn't accept the offer, that's your problem. But you can get that offer right there at the high school. Now, if you're taking it now and feel like, oh, I need to go and play against some comp, the competition is within the kid, not within the what you call it. I've seen guys, in, I was talking about my guy from Hill House. I've seen guys who went on to a prep school. They were good at Hill House. You know what I mean? They were good there. 
there were some of the best players in the state there. So I, I just, you know, don't understand whereas what, you know, when people make a decision is their kid, that's nothing wrong with that. You know, but we need to get that thing back in the high school thing is to saying, hey, can we do this? Now, the CIAC didn't do the thing with the college coaches coming out. They need to lift this rule where college coaches can come out all the time. See, they need to join that band. That's all. That's all people are saying. That's all parents are saying. They want their kid to be seen. They want their kid to be taught. You know, when I see a, a prep school coach, they say, what's up, legend? How you doing? You know what I mean? Because I know those guys when before they got into coaching. They're not bad people. But we just need to change the rules for us right now. And that's going to take parents and that's going to take coaches, you know, that want to make that change. Now, if you just want to coach for a season and get a paycheck or a stipend, then that's fine too, you know, but you're in the wrong place because down south, I have a friend of mine, his name was Stu Vetter. He coached in the D.C. area. He coached Kevin Durant. He coached uh, some more guys like Dennis Scott, who's on the NBA thing. He coached a lot of guys, and, you know, he had a lot of pros and everything like that. He's won the mythical national championship. But I'm sitting in his house, because one of my kids transferred to his school, and we talking, and we see saying, Coach, well, you know, I said, well, what do you get paid for coaching? Uh, and this was maybe about 15, 20 years ago in the, in the D.C. area. He said, I get about uh, uh, 50000 from coaching. I ain't got to teach a class. He didn't have to go and he doesn't teach any classes. <laughs> I mean, for what we get paid is a joke up here in Connecticut. You know, so if you just want to coach the season, go somewhere else and coach. But if you wanted to do it for love of the game and love of the kids, this is a great place to be. But, you know, some of the rules just need to change. Well, first, That's all I'm saying. I mean, like yeah. I said, I might not be here but two seconds. But some of the rules need to get better, and it needs to get better for the kids. Because it seems like everything is there to hurt kids. You know, if a kid goes here, if a kid does that, a kid does that. This is an extracurricular activity. Well, Ken, I personally hope you are around for a long time coaching because we need more people like you. And uh, when a legendary coach is in our business... And uh, you've, you're an advocate for kids, and that's we're all all of us CAC coaches, media, parents. We're in the kids' right. business. That's what we do. We we try to we anyway. might not get it right, but we at least try. Yeah, and uh, I appreciate and that's what you want. And that's yeah. let's at the at the end of the day, that's what we look about. Because if you look at this this country, we need to be better with our kids right now to get them prepared for the real world. And that's all I'm saying. But, you know, like I said, I appreciate you guys having me on. Well, thank you very much, Kenny. Good luck, and we'll see you tomorrow night at the at, down at the Fieldhouse. Yeah, just make sure you say hi and tell them to take it easy on us down there. I, I'll pass it along to Coach Sutton. Thank you. All right, all right Coach. Coach thank thanks you. Thanks a lot. So, Joseph, that was... <laughs> that was Windsor Coach Ken Smith. Sorry about the uh, little bit of audio problems at the beginning of the show. Kind of a weird transition. But, uh, um, you know, you get Kenny on a topic, and he just he goes with it. And he's clearly, you know, he's fighting the good fight. He wants 
he wants fundamental change in high school basketball. And there's just so many things that we've talked about before. Yeah. And now, I mean, he, he, he feels like they can start earlier. He feels like, uh, you know, kids shouldn't be going to all these other schools. He feels there's a lot of things he, he wants fundamental change on. And, you know, he, he pretty much just said it all, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And, you know, December, it's my understanding. That it's Connecticut, one of the latest, if not the latest starting in the country. December. Yeah, Jason Shea complains about that all does, the time. Two weeks, it's two weeks is tough to get ready. Hey, football is an issue and there's all kinds of stuff. But, you know, I, I, I feel for him. But I think his team will benefit having played in that tournament, playing the competition. And he can, like I said, he fights the good fight. He's been around a long time. He speaks his mind. And I wish there were more like him. Unfortunately, it's a different era, and this is not as. Could they do that though? You think? Do what? Could they start basketball like in you know early November? You I think? don't think they could start. I think you could start practice around maybe before Thanksgiving, maybe more practice time. That's what I would think. Yeah, no, I would. Agree I, mean, with I don't that. know why. Again, I I don't. I'm not on the border control. I'm not on those logistics. I don't know all the ins and outs. And maybe, but you know, I I, I get. The, and don't they the play? Fight. Don't they play more games in Florida too? Yeah, they they play more games. I wonder, like, how long? I mean, I how think twenty ma- games is enough, though. To be 20 honest, twenty games is fine. Yeah, twenty games more. Is a lot. And you gotta remember, you could, you could quibble with 22, 24 if you, you could. Want. But and, and the season is three months already. Oh From yeah, December nineteenth, you end on the twenty first and twenty second, so it's a long season for basketball. But I think to compete with others, if you go out of state, I think you see the discrepancies when you go out and play these days. When you, they're starting their seasons early, but. Again, he's a great guest, and I tell you, the Warriors will be there in March. You can count to me. I think they're the best team. Three losses impacted them in the poll, and obviously, enough people still voted them number one. So yeah, we'll we'll get a real glimpse of what they are in the state uh, yeah. on on Wednesday night. Yeah, I think so. And people are going to come out to see him. I would hope. I hope a lot of people come out to the Fieldhouse. It wasn't a great crowd for Bassick and Hill. It was again, it was a four o'clock in the afternoon during Christmas break. I get it. And Bassick's off to a rough start, uh, three and three, but. Hopefully people come out and see the game on Wednesday. Uh, Sega Hart and Crosby, we're hoping to be at on Friday night. Again, we discussed that in the beginning of the show. Uh, Waterford's off to a rough start, but they play Norwich Free Academy on Saturday. And Norwich, again, they've established themselves as the team to beat in the ECC. And uh, you got a good one on Thursday in Northwest Catholic and Glastonbury, two teams trying to compete with the two big dogs in the CCC. And uh, both, again, are very solid programs. Coach has been there a long time in Glastonbury and, and NWC, and uh, I think there'll be factors in March. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, so so we're off to uh, we're off toward Ernest. What? Oh, oh I was say one other. Sorry. Speaking of coaches, uh, I'd be glad if I didn't mention uh, Mike Coase from Xavier, who's been there twenty years, picked up his three hundredth win in the finals of the uh, Artie Coast Classic on his home court, and they beat Glastonbury. Yeah, there you go. And uh, they also beat Valley Regional. So, again, congratulations to him. But, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll be doing this every Tuesday. Uh, we should be doing a mailbag, I believe. Yeah. So if you have any questions for Joe or, or, or me or any or, or the program, I should say, uh, we're going to post a little link on the on, – on, uh, on, we're going to post a little link on the page where we, where we host – this pod and, uh, and if you will have a little mailbag section if you want to us to answer any questions we'll probably do it after our guests every week so uh we'll do that uh we got so we got windsor uh Hillos, i think is a good i think it's a really good starting point to kick us off into the yeah. into the really meat of the high school season and then you know not before you know it it's going to be east catholic windsor i'm very curious to see what other teams around the state maybe from the fcac you know maybe in notre right. dame maybe in nfa 
I know that, you know, I hear Marcus Outlaw, who's now a, uh, who's now a, a, who's now a coach, an assistant coach. He was coaching football. He's assistant coach. He's, he's on social media chirping about the, how great NFA is going to be this year. The, the torch is passed to NFA over Waterford now uh, for ECC supremacy. So we'll see where that goes. So lots to really dig into. We got a lot of stuff going on. And obviously the home for all, the hub for all this is at Game Time CT. You can see the, the latest poll that came out, the fine performances from the season thus far, the games to watch for the week, and all kinds of assortment of stuff, more than just basketball. So please visit that. Absolutely. And obviously our podcast will be up later today. For Sean Boley, I'm Joe Morelli, Courtside Podcast. We'll see you next week. Thank you.